Hurry into Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets in stock for immediate delivery. And get a $300 instant gift. Talk to a sleep expert today. Only a Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Welcome to My Life, My Choice, coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Today is Wednesday, the 25th of July, 2018, and the hour is 1 p.m. My name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn, and I will be your host for the next 60, maybe 90 minutes. And my co-host is Olivia Lashley, coming to you live from London in the UK. We are both Law of Attraction coaches, and we are, um, Olivia is an expressions coach, and I am a choice expert and choice coach. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Today we're actually talking about what is the universal law of love. Actually a very important one, something that I think that flies under the radar, under the radar, under the radar, and um, I I don't think that people, uh, I don't think that people give true credence or have, and I really mean this, and not in a demeaning way, have a great understanding of the law of love. I think people understand the power of love, but I don't think people understand how the law of love really, really works. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But anyway, Liz, oh, hopefully. Um, anyway, Liz, how are you, love? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, no, I'm all right, love. I'm all right. Mm-hmm. You know how it goes. Um, you know, just just all right. You know, moving 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 forward to life, and um, you know the, the the one thing given that you know we've been talking yesterday, etc. 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 That I I have decided to do is to I suppose amp up my ability with using the laws of attraction and to really Mm -hmm. amp up and be be very specific. You know, I'm always telling people to be uh, specific. But to amp up my abilities and to be very, 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 very specific um, Mm -hmm. in which laws I'm using, which laws I'm amping up, and just to see what what happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I want to see the the outcome. And you know I've used laws, and I know I know that things work. I definitely know that things work. There's no ifs, buts, and ands. Uh, but that being said, I I have actually I'm going to another level. Let me phrase it this way: I am taking this and what I know and what I what I can use to another level. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually looking forward to that. I'm actually really quite excited um, mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. 
continuing my journey, as it were, with the universal laws, as it is, but continuing well, on my journey. It's kind of like all about the evolution, isn't it? The spiritual evolution of self, and I think that's one of the reasons why we why we we, we always uh, always seem to go back to at some point where someone is sort of like trying to find their um, their spirituality through a third party, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. they are with a group or whatever, and they've been with that group for ten, fifteen, twenty years or whatever it is, and they mm-hmm. still don't feel as though their spirituality um, is evolving. It's, I mean, it mm-hmm. might be comfortable, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe it isn't evolving. And that's one thing that yeah. I think we all have to be quite uh, cognitive of: the fact that you know we can stagnate. If we don't sort of like, mm-hmm. if we aren't sort of like in tune, or we don't um, choose to be in tune, because I think we are in tune, it's whether we choose to actually listen to that tunement. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, otherwise, otherwise we, we can stagnate. So it's really important to just um, keep evolving and keep evolving for self, uh, because the only way we can actually, I, I believe, um, to serve our purpose or complete our purpose is to actually, you know, to to, to think of self, to do it's things for ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, other things, you know, other different kind of emotions get into the mix. And then we go back to the human side of things and we forget about the, uh, the spiritual connotations. So, yeah, it's, um, it's good. It's good to, yeah. to, to mix it up, you know, to mix it up, to, to define different yeah. things. That's one of the things that I was saying to uh, the group of women that I was speaking to yesterday is that, you know, it's really important to do things for you. And um, most of the women who were present yesterday, they actually had children. And I know a couple of them were horrified because I said, don't do what you're doing for your children. It's okay that they are your motivation and perhaps even your inspiration, but don't do what you're doing for the children. You need to do it for you because Mm -hmm. if you do it just for the children, what's going to happen is it's going to fall apart and it's going to fall apart in such a way that it will affect the children. Mm -hmm. So you have to do, you really do have to do for you and um, although this show isn't about this, and I suppose in a, in a convoluted way it is, um, when, you, when you do for others and you don't do for self, and if what you're doing for others doesn't come from an authentic place, a place of truth, a place of your true honesty, and I'm going to say, and a place of love, what happens is, it just falls down. It, it has no foundation. Mm-hmm. It has no foundation. And if it has no foundation, it cannot be carried forth. And love, believe it or not, is actually the manifestation key. Love, actually, that's not right. The key indicates opening. So that's, that's totally wrong. So, guys, although they say once you hear a bell ring, you can't unhear it ringing, but what I'm going to say to you is what I just said. That was total BS. That's not right. Love is the transformer. But we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that, Wait, that in can a I, minute. Can I, can, I, can I just also say, um, 
you know, it's uh, so I'm trying to read my writing. I'm um, doing things for You're self. Not going to um, are you? <laughs> no, not again. <laughs> and you know, you, you, you. I think it's really important um, that when someone's doing something, they are very cognitive of the fact of of, of what they get out of it. You know, so mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. in the end, what they're actually doing is they realise they're doing it for self, right. because yeah. say like you, you know, you have like a you know, war-torn places and, you know, places where a flood or landslide and what have you. And I think it's really mm-hmm. important for people who go to help, you know, the volunteers and the, the, the emergency services, they realise that they're actually mm-hmm. doing it for themselves, the way it makes themselves yeah. feel, because it takes on a different type of responsibility. It's a self-responsibility. So, therefore, it actually makes it deeper. It's a lot... It, it, it's a more... Um, yeah. I think it's, it's more personal. spiritual it's and a much, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's a, it's a much deeper experience. Um, and if you're doing it for self, I think in many ways, when when you're in a situation like that and you realise that you're doing it for the way that you feel, um, it takes on. It, it it allows you to actually. We're talking about love. It, it actually allows you to love yourself more. Because you're aware of what you're doing and how you're doing it and how it's affecting people, and you you're realizing that it's actually you that is doing this. Mm-hmm. Even if there's you know mm-hmm. there's little caveats to that, but we'll 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 just go with that. And and I think it it, it can make you feel better about yourself. As because a lot of times mm-hmm. people will do all this stuff, and it's like no, it's for other people, it's for other people, it's for other people, um, and they don't actually reap the benefit themselves. Of what they're doing, yeah. you know, yeah. and yeah. and then if something goes wrong, it's like oh, you know, they feel really bad and what. But but, but it, I, as I said before, it's really important to realise that whatever you're doing, um, you realise you're actually doing it for self because it's it's different. Exactly. It's different from when you say, okay, I'm doing it for another person. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that, my darling, is a definite, a definite fact. Definite fact. Um, with the universal, what is the universal law of love? And in this synopsis, literally, I wrote, "Love is love. Is it what we think it is, or is there more to the word love?" Throughout the years, the word love has somehow morphed into a term that is colloquially used to describe the depth of our feelings. From I love you to I'm not so in love with that and everything in between. Based on where the word love falls in any phrase or sentence during a conversation and based or in a conversation, based on where the, love, the word love falls within a phrase or a sentence, along with the intonation, you know how your voice sounds, your body language, your facial, ex- and your facial expressions will tell the person who you're talking to, what you're really saying. See, guys, the universal law of love isn't so much about how passionate or compassionate we are about people, places, and things, as much as it is about the ability of a certain type of energy being transformed into energy. 
This is the power of love. The universal law of love is what transforms or transmutes anything. Love is the energy of change. And it has nothing to do with turning the other cheek, being nice, dutiful, helpful, caring, loving, kind, the whole nine yards. It's got nothing to do with that. And all the phrases we like to attach to the word love. And as I put here, besides being nice, kind, helpful, uh, you know, etc., all of that sort of stuff, any adjective you want to use like that when people are doing for others, it's subjective. It's really important to understand love is the binding force of change. So let me back up here and, and, and start by saying this. The word love, as we know it to be in this moment today, and the way in which most people use it, is subjective. And it's subjective because love means different things to different people. You can love somebody to death. You, you can have a stalker who love, who says they love somebody and they love them so much, they want to love them unto death. You can have somebody in a relationship who um, loves that person and they say they love that person and rather than seeing them with somebody else because they love them so much, they'll kill them and then kill themselves right behind it. You have people who, who say that they will beat their children, you know, beat, beat, beat their children into submission because they say that they love the child. So love is subjective. And so it's really important to understand that when, when we talk about love, we are actually talking about our feelings. And we're talking about our feelings, and really and truly it boils down to our feelings on a scale of like going right through to hate, or if you will, dislike. And that's the other thing, before, before I move forward here, they say that the, the uh, antonym of love is hate, and I don't believe that to be true. I believe, and this is just me, guys, do your own due diligence, what you believe is what you believe. I believe that the, um, the antonym of hate is like. You see, if something isn't loved, it means it is unloved. That bond has been broken. It has nothing to do with hate. Like and dislike, if you will, but it has nothing to do with hate. And for me, many people are um, building their lives on, on foundations that are energetically, energetically unsound. And what I mean by this is it's important to understand what love does. It's important to understand what the energetic stream of love is. And believe me, um, when I say that, um, okay, passion may be in there, um, compassion may be in there, you know, actually, let, let me just pull this up, um, because when I was doing um, a little bit of research about the word love yesterday, I, I, it, it made me smile. It made me smile, because you, the, the first thing, if you go to dictionary.com, and that's what I'm going to use right now, because it's right in front of me, and I pulled it up. 
but the word love, a profound, tender, passionate affection for another person. A, a feeling of warm personal attachment or deep affection as a parent, uh, as, a, as a parent, as a child, or as a friend. And then you have love, sexual passion, or desire. Um, and then you have love, a person towards whom love is felt, and they're the beloved, the sweetheart. And then, of course, you have the love affair. You've got sexual intercourse, copulation, whatever, blah, 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 um, affection, concern for somebody's well-being. Uh, excuse me, affection, concern for well-being of others. A strong, uh, um, a strong thing for enthusiasm, <laughs> a strong thing for enthusiasm or liking for anything. See this, you see how subjective it is? Um, the word love, the object of thing or so liked. You know, love, the benevolent affection of God for all his creatures. Love, the uh, reverent affection due to them from God. Love, a word form formerly used um, in communication uh, represents in a letter L, you know, if you put L. Um, let's see. And, and then you've got loving. To have love or affection for. So, guys, it, it, it's really subjective, but it doesn't really tell you about the power of love. It speaks a lot about um, affection. It speaks a lot about um, uh, a passion. It talks about attachment. It talks about um, sexual passion, it talks about desire. And you know something, in the universal laws of attraction, desire is a huge thing because if you don't desire something, and I mean truly desire something, it makes it very difficult for you to believe it. It makes it very difficult then for you to receive it because you need that desire is like fuel. Desire is like belief. It's the rocket fuel that is needed so that you can have the things that you want. So again, the way in which we have begun to use words, the way in which we are taught our language has really, has really bastardized many of the words. And, and it's done it in such a fact, in such a way that then the words becoming colloquial has masked the actual power behind the words. It's masked the power behind, you know, People will say stuff like, um, oh, they like something, and they're like, oh, man, that was sick. That's a colloquialism for it was good or, you know, that was rad. That was the bomb. That was crisp. You know, that was all, all these terms that we use. And I know that we've done, done a show on the power of the spoken word, and we, we've actually covered this. It's really important to know what you're saying and to mean what you say, because what you say is what you mean. So love is all these things. Love does describe the depth of feelings, but there is more to the word. There is more to the word love than just your depth, your depth of feeling. Way more. Much more. As I've said in this, this synopsis, the universal law isn't so much about how passionate or compassionate or how much we desire 
and all this jazz. It's not, you know, Cupid's bow. It's not about the compassion we feel about people, places, and things. As much as it is about our ability or, or the ability of a certain type of energy, an energetic stream, being able to transform energy. This literally means, and I got, guys, I literally mean this. There is something that you are affirming. There is something that you said that you want. And you are doing everything that you feel and know to yourself to be right. And so for me, it is making a choice. Making a crystal clear choice. Making that choice. And then from there, it is, as I say, marrying myself to that choice. And I marry myself to the choice. I marry myself to the choice by asking myself a series of intrinsic, intrinsic questions. You know, this, this choice that I've made, what does it really look like for me to live in the house of my dreams? What does it really look like for me to be, not just see the house, but to be in the house so I become one with the house? You know, and then what does it feel like to be in this house? Well, feelings are huge. So what, what does it feel like for me to be in the house? What does the bedroom feel like? What does the kitchen feel like? Et cetera, et cetera. What does it feel like? How much passion do I have about this house? How much love do I have for this house? And there goes that word again. How much do I love the house? How much desire do I have for this house? And then what does this house sound like? What does it sound like inside? What does it sound like inside the house, listening to what's going on outside? And what does it sound like outside of the house? And then, of course, what does your house smell like? What does it smell like inside the house? What does it smell like in each given room? Does each given room have its own different um, uh, um, uh, 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 smell? Um, I can't remember the word's gone for me. Does each room have its own, its own different fragrance? Its own different vibrational scent signature. What does it smell like? What are you wanting it to smell like? You know, what does your... At JCPenney's Memorial Day sale, sizzling deals are on with store-wide doorbusters all weekend. Or bring home savings up to 50% during our Memorial Day home sale. Save even more with your coupon. And for all former and active military personnel, enjoy an extra 10% off in-store. Just show a valid military or VA ID at checkout. Shopping is back. JCPenney. Coupon valid on select styles through 530. Some exclusions apply. Doorbusters valid 526 through 530 and excluded from coupons. See store or jcp.com for details. At JCPenney's Memorial Day sale, sizzling deals are on with store-wide doorbusters all weekend. Or bring home savings up to 50% during our Memorial Day home sale. Save even more with your coupon. And for all former and active military personnel, enjoy an extra 10% off in-store. Just show a valid military or VA ID at checkout. Shopping is back. JCPenney. Coupon valid on select styles through 530. Some exclusions apply. Doorbusters valid 526 through 530 and excluded from coupons. See store or jcp.com for details. Everything in life that you do 
can create a taste within your mouth, within your mind, within your, your memory recall, within a primal memory recall for that matter. Everything can create a taste. So what does your house taste like? Apple pie, ice cream, hard dough bread, uncondensed milk. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what, 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 does it, what does it taste like? You know, truly, what does it taste like? And what it tastes like to you, it can taste like, uh, I don't know, um, peppermint um, in a, uh, in a uh, quarter pounder with coconut and a lettuce wrap. It's your taste buds, and it's all unique to you. So when the process starts for me, this is where I go. So that I am crystal clear on what I want and I can marry myself to the thing that I want. And when I can marry myself to the thing that I want, I can build desire. And you see, this is another word. When people people talk about desire, it usually now has some sort of sexual connotation to it. But what people don't understand, when you desire something, it is an, an innate, deep wanting. It's a wanting that transcends or trumps anything else that's going on. You are desirous of this thing. And you see, when you can desire it, then love can do what love does because you have rung that bell. You have told yourself and the universe that you are in love with the thing that you want. And love says, I can then do what you want me to do. I can transform. I can transform the imaginings of your mind that have an energetic um, signature, and and the energy is real. So I can transform the imaginary energy of your mind. Love can transform it into something that is energetically tangible to you. Love is the key, uh, not the key. Love is the energy that moves something into form. It moves it into form or it changes the form, the format, so it becomes real. Liz, did that make sense? That was a big mouthful for me. Um, yeah, it did It did make sense. It did make sense. I was actually writing because... Um uh, you were saying about um, like it's going back a bit um, about um, tasting like a house. Mm-hmm. You, the, 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 the thing you use was a house, and people might think that's mm-hmm. you know really kind of off the wall. How can you kind of like taste a house? But mm-hmm. we taste we taste things, or as you said, we taste things all the time without it being physically in our mouth. You know, the, the prime mm-hmm. example is like um, if you've ever had a dream about eating food, you know, chocolate or anything. And you were mm-hmm. actually you were actually eating it and enjoying it immensely. Then that shows you that you can actually taste something in your mind mm-hmm. without it actually being physically in your presence. I just, I just wanted to say exactly. that because I'm sure people were thinking, well, how can you taste a house? You can taste anything yeah. you want to taste. Yeah. Exactly. And everything, again, everything has a taste. You know, I, I really know, and this is something that I know about myself, 
I know when I have locked onto something like a, like a I don't know, I was going to say a homing pigeon, but that is so not right, like a, a heat-seeking missile. I know when I've locked onto something because I get this taste in the back of my mouth. It's not a horrible taste. It's not sour. I, to be honest with you, I can't define the taste, but I know it's a taste. And I know when I taste that taste, I know that I have locked on and that I am focused in 100%. And I know you may have heard people say, you know, I wanted it so bad I could taste it. Well, for me, that's true. For me, that's really, really true. When I want something so bad, and and here, I'm giving myself uh, a heads up right here, to be honest with you, Liv. (laughs) I'm giving myself a heads up. When I want something... Um, badly and I have claimed it and I know it is mine and it hasn't come into the physical yet I can taste it which tells me it's in the physical it just needs to move into a form that I can see it Mm. it just needs to move into a tangible form that I can see it so does that make sense Liz? yeah absolutely yeah 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 I think with anything, I mean, um, okay, you you have a specific uh, taste um, that's in your mouth, but I mean, you can we can define any taste, um, you know, and say, okay, well, this is what such and such will, you know, success, or this is what you know, whatever it is, you know, <laughs> yeah, I won't say that. Um, will actually taste like, you know, and we can we can we can say, okay, well, we can choose. We don't have to say, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes it is, a, it is a, a, an intuitive thing, a, a spiritual thing, and the taste is there, and, you know, you recognize it for what it is. But you can actually also control mm-hmm. it and say, okay, well, this, when, I, when I taste this, it's like when I smell oranges. Um, I won't have oranges in the house. There'll be no oranges in the house at all. But I know that's um, rosemary, you know? Um, so oh, I see rose, rose, oh, rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's in, right. our, right. in our sister. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, we can mm-hmm. do anything. Mm-hmm. We can't do anything. And, and, uh, and you say that when I, when I smell um, sandalwood and it is a specific... Oh, I've lost my earbud, I'm sorry. When I, when I feel, smell sandalwood and it's a specific type of sandalwood and as an aromatherapist, I can identify this. You know, I can identify sandalwood from... Um, India, I can de- identify it from Australia and stuff like that. But there is a specific type of sandalwood that I smell, and it has a serious sweet note to it. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's almost like a honey kind of um, uh, note to it. That too for me is rose. Grand mm. is a, a floral bouquet, and you know, in in you saying this now, um, and that's our maternal grandmother. For me, it's a floral bouquet. And do you know, in all the years, here we go, 58 or whatever, the penny just dropped. Gran used to uh, grow flowers. Oh, yes, yeah, she did, didn't them. she? Yeah, she did. And the, pen, the yeah. penny just dropped. Yeah. Literally. And uh, really, really, really and truly, this isn't something that I, this just literally flashed in, thr- in front of my mind because I would smell, and it wouldn't be overpowering. None of this is cloying or overpowering it's just really it's it's really i I would say comforting for me it's really comforting Mm -hmm. it's um 
uh, yeah, it's comforting. Uh, and that's the way that I would phrase it. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I remember the first time I, I, I had that smell for um, Gran. And I was like, what is that? Because I was walking. I was, I was, we were in Harrow, actually. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. walking and I'm like, what is that? I said, I could smell all these flowers. And I thought it was the bleeding disinfectant mum used to buy, you know. That, that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, and it really wasn't, guys. Hear me clearly. Floral disinfectant is a floral disinfectant, and everybody will know it's a disinfectant. But, you know, I'm like, what is that? What is that? And then I heard um, Mama. And I was like, oh, Gran. I was like, rock on, Granny. All right. Watch ya. Hello. And then I ran out the house. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, on, yeah, I can be a little scary sometimes. So I ran out the house. I was like, rock on, Granny. So from time to time, um, I would say much more so in the time when I was sick, when you were sick, uh, when Joan was ill, because we were all ill, when Gina was ill, when we were all ill, that, that fragrance came up a lot. She mm. came up. She was all over the place. And mm. not so much now. Once, once in a while, uh, I, I haven't. She hasn't been around for a long time now, guys. I know we've just kind of got off on topic, but mm. um, she hasn't been around for a while in in that regard. But when when things are going on and they are really um, intense, as it was, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. what was that? It's about a, a, a five year or eight year period, five or eight year mm. period. Um, when things are intense, for me at any rate, with the family um, and things going on, uh, usually those things come about. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that being said, uh, our sense of smell is really huge. Our sense of smell is absolutely huge. And yes, you can um, create for yourself and or um, can be created for you a sense, a sense of smell regarding what it smells like, you know, what does, what does freedom smell like to you? You know, running through, you know, you see them on the TV, they're running through the field, you know, <laughs> field, freedom, sun, feet, down. you know, what does it smell like? You know, does it smell like the seashore? Does it, you know, does it smell like you're, you're, you're exploring a cave? What does it smell like to you? You know, baking bread, I don't know, what, what's it smell like? Um, and again, these, these things are really important in the process of manifesting. So getting clear, um, making a choice, getting clear, and by marrying myself and asking myself this question, it really does define the, the, the clarity. And then, of course, guys, it's also about forgiveness. You need to make sure that you can forgive yourself for doing things to yourself and or not, and then what you consider you have done wrong to other people. Now, they may not consider it as being done wrong. They, they, some people, they just moved on, couldn't care less, and you're holding on to this. So to make sure that you um, forgive self, and then, of course, it's important to add gratitude for everything that you have, everything that you have, and they give thanks for things that are unseen, that are yet to be seen. Give thanks that you have those too. So just give thanks. It's vitally important. And you see, when you do all of this, 
What this does to you is it intensifies the desire. It intensifies the wanting. Desire talks about the deep wanting. And not only that, not only the deep wanting, you are locked on to it. You are locked onto it. And it's important to understand that love and desire truly go hand in hand, which I suppose why it's been relegated to, you know, desire has been relegated to the thing of, or it's been relegated and attached to sex because love really and truly, when people start talking about love, invariably in some tangent, they're talking about sex. They're talking about that kind of union. And love is so much more than that. Love is so much more than that. You know, when, sorry, can I just say, sorry, I thought my microphone was off. Um, Can I just say, because you said about um, forgiving, forgiving self, yeah? And one of the things that I think is really important is that, um, you know, like, for me, I would say, don't, 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 don't try to forgive yourself, because in a way, forgiveness, um, in, 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 in saying you forgive yourself, in many ways, it holds on to whatever the wrongness is that you felt that you had done. So a better way for me, I believe, to do it is whenever the thought whenever that thought comes up of the something that you believe is you have done, that you have done wrong, is mm-hmm. actually just to say to yourself, I love myself. Instead of saying, I forgive myself, I love myself. Do you understand With what I mean? With that, what I would say, yes. Go on. Yes, I do actually. With that, what I would say is, for you then, you need to be, be very um, definite on what loving self means. On what having compassion for self means. And you have to be very, very clear on what loving self means. And that's, that's what I would say with that. And for me, like forgiveness, for me, I am very clear on what forgiveness means to me. And mm. what I would share with that is forgiveness means for me to be able to let go. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness mm-hmm. for me means to um, know that Whatever I have done, whatever I have done, and because there are things that I have done, <laughs> no, 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 if, but, no, I'm serious, no, if, buts, and ands about it. There are things that I have done, things that I have done that, um, that I feel that I shouldn't have done. And there are some things, you know, once done, it cannot be undone. And for me, if those things are holding, if I'm holding that over my head, it really prevents me from moving forward. So, yeah, guys, for you, it might be, as Olivia says, to tell yourself, when stuff comes up, I love myself. I love me. Oh, I am, I am love. I am love. I am love. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, I am love. And that might work for you. Or, or you know, as this show is, do your, own, do your own due diligence. Work out what works for you. Work out what works for you. Again, the universal law of love is about transmutation. Desire or the lack of desire is the only thing that can limit love. Love will limit itself 
by the amount of desire you have. So really and truly, perhaps this show should have been about the universal law of love and desire. But what is love and desire? Because again, desire is the thing. It's the thing that actually turns love into a transformative energy. So the only thing that can limit you being able to manifest what it is that you want is truly how much do you desire it. Desire denotes the depth of your want. How much are you really, really wanting this? Are you wanting whatever you are wanting so much so that you, 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 you're breathing it? Are you wanting it like that? You know, yesterday and several times I have said to um, the lady that it's really important that whatever they're wanting, that they become enmeshed with it. They become one with it. Because as I said to them, what I want to happen to you and for you, and I really do, is for you to wake up thinking, WTF, where am I? What? What? Wait, where am I? I'm not in my own home with, with, with my swimming pool and my chef and whatever it is you want. I'm in a homeless shelter. And I said, and I want you to bust out crying just so you know that it's real. What you had, what you dreamt of, what you felt. As Olivia said, you know, you're eating the chocolate and it's real. You could taste it, everything. You could feel the house. You could smell the house. You were in the house. You bumped into the wall. You got a little bruise to prove it. And you really got a bruise on your arm when you wake to prove it. You were there. And that's how much, that's how powerful desire can be. That's how powerful your wanting can be. When your wanting turns to desire, it turns to an energetic stream that embodies love. And love is the energy that transforms, which is why one of the things that is said, I don't know, I, I, I'm going to say it across the world, world, that love, love transforms everything. I know people like to say love is all there is, but there's more to life than just that. Love is just one key factor, you know, and understand this works for good and for bad. Good and bad, again, is subjective. Good and bad is what you think it is. Okay, guys? It, 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 you know, um, some people might think it's good to use corporal punishment on children. Other people think it's bad. It's subjective. So love is what you think it, think it is. A serial killer is doing what they love. So as a result, they're able to do, they're able to utilize the universal laws, the energy, the same way to get what it is that they want. So guys, I, I understand, and as I've said many times about the universal laws, and it's plural, laws of attraction. They're, they're not there to, um, I don't know, to, to, to criticize or pass judgment or say no, they're not doing 
The universal laws are there to be used. And anybody can use them. If you're breathing and you're here on the face of this earth, or as I just recently discovered, in the center of this earth, you are under law. You are under law. And being under law means that you get to use the laws. Although your life is, um, your life comes within the boundaries of these laws. You are set within boundaries. But that doesn't mean that you cannot be as creative as all get out. One of the things, as I say frequently, boundaries aren't about um, keeping you in. Boundaries are set in place so that you have a safe place in space for you to experience the world the way in which you want it. You are set within the boundaries of the law. But the laws are immutable, but yet still they are malleable. They're fluid. They bend and they, 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 they take shape as you want them to. The universal law of love, as they say, you know, love is all there is. Um, what are some other phrases like that, Liv? Love, love is all there is. Um, um, all you need is love. It takes love. Um, yeah, all you need is love. I mean, love it, makes it, the world it, go it, round. It, oh no, money There around. you go. Yeah. yeah, love does too. Love. They say that. As well. <laughs> love makes the world go round. No, they do. Uh, love makes the world go round. There you go. Actually, here we go, Liz. Money and love. Money is. I always say God in action. It's an energetic stream, just like anything else. Money can be seen in the imagination. It can be seen and unseen. But money is always in motion. Money is used for an exchange. That, that's what money is used for. Money is about exchange. And money is about the exchange of energy. Love brings that exchange into at JCPenney's Memorial Day sale, sizzling deals are on with storewide doorbusters all weekend. Or bring home savings up to 50% during our Memorial Day home sale. Save even more with your coupon. And for all former and active military personnel, enjoy an extra 10% off in-store. Just show a valid military or VA ID at checkout. Shopping is back. JCPenney. Coupon valid on select styles through 530. Some exclusions apply. Doorbusters valid 526 through 530 and excluded from coupons. See store or jcp.com for details. Love, again, love is the binding force of change. It transmutes. You know, they say love can heal anything. And they're right. In that, all those colloquial phrases, they're right. And yet still people just look at them as, you know, yeah, love can change it all. Love can heal a broken heart. Love can heal me. Love can change anything for me, but why does my life suck? Because people hear this so many, so often, they don't realize that there are, there's truth, much truth to those words. And it's not a grain of truth. It's truth all the way through. Using the universal law of love to use it um, to transform your world. You need to be very clear on what you want. You need to come at it um, from a standpoint of which 
You are the embodiment of the thing that you want. Don't just see it. And I'm always talking about that. Don't just see it, guys. You don't, don't, don't just see it. Don't just see the house that you want. Be the house. Become one with the house. All of you know, you, you know whether you hate your home or you love your home, all of you know that there are more days that you come home and you shut the door and you exhale and you're like, oh, great, I'm home. And or if you've been somewhere and you get into your bed and wherever you've been, it's been really nice. You know, you've been to, I don't know, five-star hotel, whatever it is, and you come back and you get in bed and it's like, oh, God, there's nothing like your own bed. This is truly where... Um, I lost my trend of thought. I not when. What was I talking about this? What's going on about saying? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, I lost my train of thought. Coming into your home. Love, love, love. All we need <laughs> is love. Da, 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 da. All we need is love, love. Um, yeah, anyway, guys, where, where, where I was going with this, I don't know. I was saying, I was saying something. I don't know. Uh, but that being said, love does have the um, love is the energy of change, and to use it, you need to know what you want. And not only that, you need to go beyond beyond the um, knowledge of what you want. You have to embody it. Oh, they're always going. You you come into the house, and you and the house are one. It's your house. You know so much so that you can tell if somebody's been in there that shouldn't have been in there. You and the house are one. And so when you are doing your manifestation process, it needs to be a living, breathing thing. It makes it, actually, if it's a static thing, it becomes a problem. It becomes a problem because it's you observing. You need to become the observer. So it's you observing. And you observing isn't enough isn't enough of the feeling, the knowing, the wanting, the tasting, the smelling, you know, the thing. It isn't enough to create the energy of desire. It's not enough. You know, guys, doing this work is a, it really is actually a full-time job. And one of one of my beloved books is called um, <laughs> The Game of Life and How to Play It. And one of my many beloved books. And in that, in that book, I would say there were many things that I took away. But one of the most powerful things I took away from reading this book, I don't know, nearly, what, 35, 40 years ago, whatever it is, one of the most powerful things that I took away from reading that book is this. Be careful of the words that you use because your words are creating your life. Be very conscious of what you say. And I, and I say this, I joke around a lot, but I'm very cognizant of the words that come out of my mouth. And if I say something and it's discordant, there's this, I get this, this, actually I can get this taste also in my mouth, but this thing is discordant, you know, like this, the, the energy that runs through me. I don't want to say it's like chalk, 
uh, nails on a chalkboard. Uh, or, you know, I don't want to say it's like that, but it's that same sort of, oh, you know, this is out of sequence. This, is, this, this doesn't resonate with a good sound. And I'll hear it. And I'll, I'll say, no, 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 that's not what, uh-uh, no, cancel that. No, I, what I said was wrong. What I said was totally wrong. Now, sometimes I'll say that in my head, and other times, depending on where I am, what I'm doing, I'll literally say that out loud. Because I recognize, as I said, from reading that book, that's one of the things I got from it. But one of the major things, my word bonds me to my manifestations. My word bonds me to my manifestations. And, you know, there are things that manifest in my life, and I'm unhappy when they do. The one thing that I can say or where I have arrived at my stage in life, I can actually see and connect the dots as to where this came from and what I have put into play through the power of my words, filled with passion, filled with desire, filled with wanting. I can see where where it's come up. And, yes, sometimes I'm annoyed, you know, because it's like, really, Wendy? You, you, you didn't realize that you should have stopped thinking that because you moved here. But that thought process was still whirling back here and you didn't do anything about it. The hardest work, guys, you will ever do is you. The hardest work you will ever do in this life is the imaginary work and holding on to it so that you can manifest the things that you say that you want. And and it really is. And I'm not saying that it's not fun work, because it can be, and it is. It's about being vigilant. And as I was saying, I'm vigilant about the words that I say. You know, if I say something not nice, believe you, me, I'm aware that I'm saying something not nice. Many people, they, they find me abrupt and I think a little too straightforward. And for that, that's not my problem. <laughs> I don't know what to do. It's not my problem. It would become my problem if I started to change who I was. See, people would, you know, like I have friends who will apologize to other people, their friends, might I add, because of who I am. And at first I was like, don't do that. And then I thought, hey, you know, if, if it makes you feel good about you, then fine. But I am who I am. And as a result, people actually know this. And they come to me because of this. I don't want to be anybody else. So that being said, understanding the power of your word and who you are in your process will assist and support you. Were you going to say something, Olivia? No, I wasn't actually, no. Okay. Um... I'm talking to one of my clients yesterday, um, and I, I, I have every belief that she's listening because, yes, yeah, she, she, one of her nemesis is that she's impatient, but that is also one of her gifts is being impatient as well. So, you know, it's like the Damocletian sword, but it becomes a dam when 
impatience is the thing that's undermining what you're doing instead of motivating you and or perhaps um, inspiring you. When it becomes a problem, then it's not so good. But I was saying to her yesterday this, that, guys, we have, okay, wherever you live in the world, wherever you live in the world, I have every belief that earthquakes are happening. Now, a lot of people would say, oh, no, earthquakes aren't happening here. If the earth shifts over here, believe me, on the other end of the spectrum, somewhere the earth is going to shift as well. That's nature. It's about, that's the universal law of opposites, the universal law of polarity, the universal law of change, a whole group of them. In, 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 in addition to the universal law of love, something has changed. Love is the universal energy of change, okay? So earthquakes are happening all over the world. Do your own due diligence. Take a look. Just because you didn't feel it didn't mean it didn't happen. So as earthquakes happen all over the world, it doesn't, just because you didn't feel it doesn't mean that it hasn't happened. And yet that earthquake that has happened, no matter how small, has actually created a profound change in our lives or a profound change in your life. So as a metaphor, where I'm going with this is things are happening in your life and just because you don't feel it, just because you don't see it, just because you don't hear it, you can't smell it, the whole nine yards, doesn't mean that it's not creating a profound effect or a profound change in your life. You speak, and as I have recently, you, you, you've spoken something when you were, I don't know, 21. Spoke it with passion. You spoke it with, excuse me, you spoke it with passion. You spoke it with feeling. And you had so much desire around that thing that you said. This is why emotions can be dangerous. You had all this desire around it. And then, whoop de do, off you went, skipping away. You met somebody else or you did something else. And you forgot that you put this out there. Well, you see, the universal laws of attraction, there isn't anything there for forgetting. Your energy is out there. And whatever you put out there must return from whence it came. Time isn't, isn't a consideration. And we all know that for the things that we want and, you know, it's taking forever to get here, et cetera. Et cetera. Time is a con- isn't a consideration. But understand, that force that you put out is sent back to you with an equal force. And so, therefore, we might not see anything happening but yet it is. This is why it's careful. This is why it's so important to be careful about your conversation. This is why it's so important to be careful about what you're thinking. Because nothing major has happened doesn't mean that a profound change hasn't taken place yet. Because of your desire, you invoke the universal law of love. And the universal law of love is the power behind change. Because of your belief, because of your feeling, and the depth of your feeling, you have invoked the universal law of love, and the universal law of love is the binding force of change. And so therefore, 20 years later, 30 years later, something pops up in your life, and you're like, where the hell did this come from? 
I'm too old for this crap. Where did it come from? Well, this could have only come from you. It could only come from you. And you alone. You are the creator of your life. If it makes you feel better, you are the co-creator of your life. I've said this before. You are the what in your life. And the universal creator, the God within you, the God essence of who you are, creates the what. You have the physical and you have the spiritual. In this, you are definitely the physical, the the, the more physical side of things. The physicality of you has the things that you need and you want to see in tangible manifestation. That's the nature of this incarnation. Understand that in order for anything to manifest in your life, you have to invoke the universal law of love. Hear me clearly. I didn't say you have to love it. I didn't say that. I said you have to invoke the universal law of love. And that is done by the depth and or the desire of your wanting. That's about your belief. That's about your knowing. That's about, if you will, if you're scripture inclined, that's about your faith. So understand, guys, that you are, if you will, the co-creators of your life. What are you creating? Or let's back this up. What have you created? What have you created based on limiting beliefs that no longer serve you? What have you created? And what do you continue to create? What do you continue to create? Because you're using old and obsolete patterns, things that no longer serve you. You know, there are people in your life, they don't serve you anymore, and God knows you don't serve them. But yet still, you're hanging on to them like they're the parachute that you need because you're falling out of this plane, not realizing that they're the dead weight who are preventing you from opening your parachute. And people call this love. People call this love. That isn't love, guys. It's desire. That's the depth of your wanting. That's the depth of your wanting. That's the emotional attachment that you have. That's the feeling that you have. The need to be with. The the need for caring and to care for. So understand clearly that it's not love. It's not love. It's a depth of feeling. It's a depth of feeling. 
there was a there was a phrase I how do they say I I can't remember if there there was a phrase and they used to use it back in the day. I esteem you. That that's the word. Back in the olden days, they never said, you know, I loved you. They said, I deeply esteem you. And that was their version of love. Again, love has been turned into a colloquial term to express anything from, you know, I really love that movie, I really love those shoes, to, um, you know, I really love you. As opposed to, I really like those shoes. You know, as opposed to, I don't know, I'm vibing with these shoes. I'm resonating with these shoes. Versus, you know, they they say, again, backtracking to the beginning of the show, they say the antithesis of love is hate. For me, it's being unloved. That, 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 That really snips the bond. That, that really snips that energy bond, that energetic bond. So, Liv, for you, with this, with, with, you know, the word love and it being the binding force of change, what's your thought process on this? We are last one. You know, you hear me? Because I didn't expect you to answer, ask me that. Um, what's my thought That's on it being... Question. Yeah. Um... No, I any, do any... Be- no, no, I do, I do believe it is the definitely the binding force of change. Mm-hmm. I think that um, invariably we tend to think, as we normally do, um, it's an external thing. The force is the external, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's the mm-hmm. internal. It's the self-love. It's the self-appreciation that mm-hmm. actually changes things in our reality. Um, so yeah, I I agree. It is a it is a force, absolutely, and it's a very very powerful force because it, is, it can change. It can change your reality. It can change everything that you see in your reality. It can change everyone in your reality. It's like reality. It's like when you hear people and they say, "I think you said it." There was someone who had a problem with someone at work, and um, mm-hmm. oh no, it was the book I was it was the book I was listening to. And he said to her, oh, okay, well, just, um, I think he said to her, just just, just think about this person, um, you know, as loving and kind and what have you. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened. You know, the relationship, it, it, it changed yeah. completely, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it can, I mean, depending on how you direct it. In actual fact, it's not even how you direct it. It's if you direct it. It changes whatever you, you direct it to. Um, it's it's because go. of because of the frequency that's being put out. I think I think the frequency of love, whatever that frequency mm-hmm. is. I think that I know there has the frequency for the heart, but I don't know whether the frequency mm-hmm. for love is different to the one from the heart. Um, I think mm-hmm. it I think it counteracts any other frequency. Because it is, it's something that's just so pure, and I, 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 because it comes directly from, I think, the spiritual self. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything else that can usurp it, impact it, 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see, which is why for me, hate isn't the antithesis of love. Mm-hmm. Out of all the mm-hmm. universal laws, Liz, I could really, I, I, I could get, you know, I can see this. The universal law of like, dislike. The universal law of forgiveness, unforgiveness. The universal law of choice, not making a choice. The universal law of free will, you know, what, what have you. But when I came to love and I was looking at that, I'm like, hmm, hate doesn't ring right for me. Mm. Because love mm. is the binding force of change. It, it's almost mm. like, you know, you go to the center point. If, if you're carrying a piece of wood that is six feet long, it, it, it's six feet long and maybe um, two, uh, I don't know, ten inches wide, and you happen to be four foot two, in order for you to truly be able to carry that piece of wood or what have you, you need to find the center point. And that can't be changed. The center point is the center point. And that's something that I, I had been uh, reflecting on. That's something that I had been meditating on. I've been thinking on because I'm like, this is very unusual for me. And it was really quite exciting for me, to be honest with you. And I don't know if it will change because as things evolve, as it will change. But for me, love is, uh, and I'll say it here, love is the center point. And, the, and I'm talking about the, the binding force of change, that kind of energy. I'm not talking about sexual energy. I'm not talking about Cupid's bow. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about love in its pure form and purest form is change. And that's what it is. You see, when you say that you love yourself, what you're doing is saying, that you are binding the force of change or you've invoked the binding force of change to attach to and to do whatever the energy does to transform our user, to attach and transform whatever it is you truly believe yourself, to yourself, love is. When you look at somebody and you say, I love you, understand that you are invoking the binding force of change. This is why you have people who are horse whisperers, dog whisperers, and you get the, um, the people who are child whisperers, or you get the person who's a horse whisperer, and he can calm any horse. And as a result, that horse has the ability to assist him in calming some of the most troubled children in the world. But you see, he loves the horse. The horse loves him. And as a result, they both love the child. They both love the child. They both love the child, irrespective of what the child comes here with or what the child comes to the center with. That's not their issue. They couldn't care less about, and that's another thing about love, couldn't care less. They couldn't care less about that. What they care about is the binding force of change. This is what love is. This is what love is. When you find somebody who is able to assist and support people in that way, believe me when I say they are working from the universal law of love. 
just like I work from the universal law of space, uh, excuse me, space um, choice. Olivia, expression. They're working from that binding force. So does that make sense, Liz, about the, um, the, uh, the child whisper and all of that? Yeah, absolutely, Wendy. Um, you know, there's nothing, nothing, no, nothing can compare to when you have found your purpose. And because I think, I think some of us, I think many of us, we touch on our purpose, but we actually sometimes we skip over it because there's stuff so much to do before we can get there. But I think when you've found your purpose and you love your purpose, it opens, it not only opens doors for you, but it opens mm. doors for other people. So I think exactly. like yeah, people, who, people who do things like, you know, like the horse whispering and the, the, the you know, wh- whatever it is. Um, yeah, they've found, they, they have found their purpose, definitely, because it impacts their life. And, and because they love what they do, it changes their reality. So if someone does come in, once that person has come in, they are part of their reality. So you know they say like mm-hmm. the troubled children. It changes that it changes the way that the child interacts in the horse in the mm-hmm. child in the horse whisperer's reality. So therefore, mm-hmm. in in many ways, it mm-hmm. makes the child's life better because he's come into contact with him uh, or her. Um, one of the things you were saying about hate. Uh, it's been going mm-hmm. through. It's kind of like been going around and around and around my head. Um, I, I think hate is the emotional expression. It's emotional expression that actually changes the process of love. So, in a way, because it's because it's an emotional and not a spiritual um, expression. Mm-hmm. It whatever whatever it is that the hate is being directed to, it's actually not. It's actually how can I put this? Um, because of the emotions that are attached to whatever it is, uh, mm-hmm. they bring up, uh, 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 it thwarts the process of love. Yes. So therefore, okay. we tend to replace it with something that we label as hate. But mm-hmm. we don't actually mm-hmm. hate it. What, we, what we're actually hating is the way that, you know, you've heard people say, the way that it makes us feel or the way that it makes us mm-hmm. think about self. Mm-hmm. It's actually not about mm-hmm. the person, place or thing. It's about self. So it's the, um, it's the emotional experience that changes the process of love in the way I'm making sense. I'm trying to figure no, it yeah, out. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Uh, because, because really, Olivia, hate, if we, if we talk about love and, and many people, you know, as I said, they equate love and hate, hate together, all right? It, hate, again, is an intensely, as it says here, um, a, an in, to dislike intensely or passionately, um, to feel something in the extreme, in the way of an, an aversion or extreme hostility, or to detest something, to like mm. some, to dislike something with an intensity or with hostility—really a viable emotion. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, mm-hmm. hate mm-hmm. is hate is real. 
And as you said, mm-hmm. Olivia, hate, hate is, well, I suppose in that regard, I've just answered one of my questions. Hate has the ability to create. However, love doesn't, uh, how do I have a phrase this? The trans, the trans, hate, love is an energy that transmutes anything. Mm-hmm. And love will transmute hate. And love will transmute hate. And I don't mean change hate from, um, you know, so everything's, you know, peaches and cream and so, you know, there's no more hostility. No, love is the transformer. It transforms energy into a physical or tangible form. Am I making sense, Liv? That's the function of love. Love love doesn't care about, as I was saying before, love doesn't care if you are a serial murderer. What love cares about is how passionate you are about your hatred. How passionate you are about your um, your hostility. What the universal law of love is concerned with is how much desire you have around seeing what you are feeling and, sorry, seeing what you are wanting to manifest. And that goes, that for me, that goes with hate. Hate is a strong emotion. Fear is a strong emotion. And so for me, while hate um, has the ability to do many things to people on, on the emotional scale, which may impact them on, the, on their, their, their spiritual or their inner, the, the inner work, love is the power that will bring it into manifestation. Does that make sense, Liv? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because something yeah. has to bring it. Something's got. Something has to manifest it, Liv. And mm-hmm. that's what love, love transmutes everything. It transmutes the energy of feelings, the energy of the imagination, the energy of all this stuff. What all that it brings, it transmutes it. It it transforms it into the physical reality of what it is that we say that we want. I I I think hate is like um hate I mean I mean hate in a way hate is love yeah because um it's all love to to um to actually say okay well you hate something um that much or you dislike something that much oh gosh I'm I'm nearly there, but I'm not quite <laughs> I'm not quite there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's for that intensity, there has to be a love of the hate to for for that for it to be Thank that you. intense. There you go. Right. There you go. So you go, it's it's just it, as I said before, it's the emotions that are attached to the love that actually create hatred. It makes sense. Um, yeah, up until that point. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's the love of the hatred. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, they, and for they, me, they, you, 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 they, I mean, you nailed it. It's the love of the hatred. Yeah, that's right. And there's, there, there, there's, there's no separation. There, it, it's still love, uh, but it's just the way that it is. Um, emotions, I suppose played out. Emotions. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, as they say, love and hate can never be friends, but that's not true. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> you know, but that, that that's not true. That's not true. You know, again for me, with love being love being the binding force of change, no matter where you're coming from, I don't care how negative it is, how positive it is, it's the center point for change. Without that binding force, no change takes place. That is the universal law of love. That is the universal law of love. So once again, if you are wanting change in your life, no, you don't have to fall in love with what it is that you say that you want. You have to become it. You have to become it so there's no way to um, revoke it. You, 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 it. It has to be... It has to become a part of you just like the breath of life is you. And you have to be truly desirous of it. You truly have to want it beyond all other things that you want. And, you know, people, people say to me, oh, no, that's hard. No, it's not if you want it. That's not hard. You want to breathe. How about I try and choke you out? What about if I try and choke you? Choke, choke, choke the air out your lungs. How much will you want that? You don't want that, right? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. We feel it differently, or at least we think we feel it differently, until we want something. And then, you know, I I tend to find that there's a... hmm, There's a, a clarity of mind. When I'm going after something and I really want it, there's a clarity of mind and it's just crystal clear, ding. You know, this will come up and that will come up and like, no, 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 no. That's not how that works. This is how it works. This this just like this this knowing. I don't have to explain it. That's not true, I do. This 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 knowing, this sense of knowing. There's this sense of knowing. And when you know, you know. When you know what you know, you know. When you know, you know it's right. You know. And that's for you. You know? So that being said, darling, is there anything that you would like to add? No, no, there isn't one. All right, guys. Well, hopefully you have, you'll be able to take away a golden nugget or some golden nuggets from this particular conversation. I actually think that this is really important and I think it's actually um, vitally important because, again, love has been used to describe the depth of our feeling, per se, in regard to, oh, I really love that ice cream. You know, I really love Ben and Jerry's, um, you know, Cherry Garcia ice cream. And we've used the word, again, it's almost almost used in a form of slang, you know, and as a result of that, we don't 
recognize that there is more to the word love than we think there is. Love is the binding force of change. Love is the energy of change. And again, it has nothing to do with sex. It has nothing to do with passion. It has nothing to do with compassion, being dutiful, helpful, caring, kind, and all those other phrases that we love to attach to the word love. Love creates the energy that transforms or transmutes that which we see in our mind, that which is unseen, into the tangible, into the seen. The universal law of love is what transforms or transmutes everything. It's the center point. It's everything. And it is in everything. It touches everything, including you. So on that note, we're going to go out. My name's Dr. Wendy Dearborn. Wendy, sorry, Wendy, before you go, what? have what you got? What? <laughs> have you got? Have you got anything to say? Because funny enough, I never go onto the front page of this thing, of um, the blog talk thing. But someone wrote. Mm-hmm. Sorry, um, I, I didn't. Uh, I actually clicked off of the page. But um, she was asking about. Can you give some tips on self love? Okay, well, hopefully, if you're you're still listening, I hope you're still listening, and thank you for that, because I never go on the front page and let me learn. Perhaps I I, I need to. I I mean, I I haven't been on there for, I I, I couldn't even tell you how to get there, to be honest with you, Liv, so however you got there was how you got there. But tips on self-love, how to love self. Well, one of the things that I would say, first and foremost, it is to to stop beating yourself up for things that have gone in the past. Again, for me personally, this is why forgiveness of self is really important. Acknowledge what you did. Forgive yourself for what you did and let it go. If there are things that you can change, then change them. If there are things that you are unable to change for whatever reason, then the person who you're going to need to change is yourself. Self-love is about being okay with all of your... um, I don't know, all of your idiosyncrasies. Self-love is about you just being you. You don't have to beat to anybody else's tune. Self-love is about saying yes when you really mean it and no when you really mean it. And being okay if you don't. Um, Anything, Liz? Um, not, not really. Uh, the only thing that came, came to me, Wendy, was that um, if you're actually asking about self-love, then you are already 90% there because you're looking for a solution so you can love yourself. So you're very much aware 
that you can love yourself more. So it's in a way, it's finding a way to flip this, flip the script, so that instead of looking for it, you recognise that you already have it within yourself. That's what I would say. The um, other thing yeah. that I would do, as, as you said that, Liz, what I would say to you is, and hope, hopefully you're listening to this, from a coaching standpoint, what I would say to you is, what does it look like to love you? Literally, what do you see when you are wanting to experience love, self-love? What does it feel like? Or what are you wanting that feeling to feel like to love yourself? What are you wanting to hear? What does it sound like to love you? What does it taste like to love you? What does it smell like to love you? When you can engage your five senses, and I'm not talking about what you think other people you think other people think love should be for you. I'm talking about, mm. no, what do you want? What does it look like to you to love yourself? And I would say start from there. Because when you can answer that, and I mean truthfully, and I'm not, again, I'm not talking about what you think other people think you should be saying or what society is dictating or the church or your family or your husband or your girlfriend. No, none of that. Kids, none of that. I'm talking about you. What are you wanting? Not they. What are you wanting? And what does that look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? What do you hear when you say to yourself, I want to love myself? What do you hear? So ask yourself those questions. Ask yourself those questions. And I do appreciate you asking. Just as a heads up, Pete, Anytime you have any questions like that, please feel free. If you're on the Facebook group, ask it on the Facebook group. If not, e- email me at drwendyb at gmail.com. All right, guys? So they've just given us our cue. We are out of time. And again, my name's Dr. Wendy Dearborn, and I have been your host for the last hour and a half. And my co-host has been... Olivia Lashley from Talk London off. in the U.S. <laughs> Olivia Lashley from London in the UK. And you've been listening to an episode of My Life, My Choice, and we've been talking today about what is the universal law of love. And Liz, thanks for going on the other side of that. I, I, I need you to do I'll call you after so you can tell me how to do that. So outside okay. of the gap, that, guys, until I see your face in the place next week, peace. Bye. Bye, guys. Love you, Bye. Love you, guys. Love you, guys. Bye. Bye.